Beza, he's got it. Fires to second for one, on to first. Oh. It's wide. It goes away. Sosa's coming home. He's yes. saved. Yes. The Phillies yes. win it on a throwing error as Bichette throws it away, and the Phillies walk off with a 2-1 to one win. Was that a World Series game, or was that a game in May? Who knows? Who cares? Phil's win. It was ugly. It was It was uh, downright uh, just lethargic while Kevin Gosman was on the mound tonight, but uh, they come back, they grit it out, and, and frankly, if they're ugly, who cares? They got a win, a win they needed, and the Phils are now one game under 500 after sweeping the Blue Jays at home. I know it's a two-game series, but who cares? Uh, they swept the Blue Jays at home. They won two games They were started by Alex Manoa and Kevin Gosman. Like, that is a th- that's a win when you can get that. So, uh, impressive win today. You needed it. Whenever you can take wins like that, you take them. 215-592-9494. It is the final out. I'm Jack Fritz. As always, the final out is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. And what you heard right there was obviously the play of the game, which is sponsored by Mike's Amazing. Uh, the Mike's Amazing play of the game presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the fills. How about that? Uh, Ruben, Rudemar Jr., the, the, the pinch hitter in the, uh, in the booth for L.A. today, comes in with some. That's a big energy from Rube in, in a May game. Ballpark was filled again. I mean, 33,000 for a, for a Wednesday game in May. That's a good sign. Fans are still coming out in droves, and it feels like they're finally starting to like understand that it's go time. And I'm glad they're not waiting until they're 22 and 29. And today was a, a step in the right direction, even though the first seven innings were pretty brutal. 215-592-9494. If you're on your way home from the game, want to react, want to get in, would love to hear from you. How was the energy in the ballpark? Any takeaways you have from the game? Would love to hear from you. Here, what, here's what I have today. Um, here are my two main takeaways from what we saw this afternoon down at Citizens Bank Park. My first takeaway is that I think the Dodgers and Red Sox series were a, were a wake-up call. I, I know they were bad. I know the, Red, the, the Dodgers series was ugly. 36 runs in three games, uh, coupled with blowing a 5-0 lead in the, game, in the third game of the series. Ugly. And, and for a team with high aspirations – to go out and lay an egg against one of the better teams in the NL, that was disheartening. Um, they come home off the off day. Frankly, that lineup they put out on, on that Friday night um, was was just dumb. Like they, they were sitting two of their main guys for no reason. Marston Stott didn't play that night. Um, uncompetitive at bats. Kind of felt like they were just waiting for the home crowd to w- home crowd to kind of wake them up, um, and they just couldn't get it going. Saturday night, same thing, and then Sunday. They make a switch to the lineup. Um, they put Stott in the leadoff spot. They put Schwarber down in the five hole. Uh, I know they only scored one run today, but uh, that's three straight wins with the new lineup. And I, and I just – I have this feeling that they thought Bryce was coming back and that was going to fix everything. Um, and as we know in baseball, one player doesn't really change that much. You know, Bryce is great. Bryce is MV3, like was unbelievable in the postseason. But it takes a village. It, it can't just be one guy. And what I've seen from the Phillies last night, which I thought was just good, solid, fundamental baseball um, from the offensive approach, you know, I thought that was, last night was a, a grinded out, smart offensive plan. Uh, Sunday in the, in the final in the finale of the Red Sox series, 
um, a good offensive showing. And today, it wasn't pretty for, for most of the game. We understand that. Kevin Gosman was ridiculous. Um, he, he, I said it last night. It's either he allows seven earned or he's going seven shutout. And today, they got seven shutout Kevin Gosman. Sometimes, you got to tip your cap. I know it can be frustrating to watch, and I, and I understand that. But that's baseball. Um, you have to tip your cap sometimes to talented pitchers. Kevin Gosman is not a nobody. But late in games, late in games, they didn't just give up against, you know, Jordan Romano late. You know, they, they he's a, a, a top-tier-ish closer in the AL. And I was just – I was proud that it, it wasn't just like, eh, we'll, we'll get him uh, next time. No. Harper let it off. Castellanos had a great at-bat. Schwarber struck out, and JT smoked the ball to the wall. Bang, it's a 1-1 ball game. So I was proud of the way they grinded it out. There were some frustrating points. Um, you know, Sosa did get the bunt down eventually, but it had to be a 1-2 count. In that case, why not just let Marsh steal late? Um, and then, you know, Bryson Stott. And, and, and Stott is a guy, he's not going to hit for a ton of power. Uh, we know that. He's not a, 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 a super big power hitter kind of guy. And I know he's been in a cold streak. Got to get the bunt down there. And it's just it's shocking how many major leaguers just seem like they struggle with getting a bunt down. But regardless, this lineup with Bryce back, and once these guys hopefully start getting on a roll, it is really, really deep. So while the offense was not great today, I felt like they really grinded it out. The Castellanos at bat I thought was great to help tie the game up. Um, you just continue to have this feeling that he is back and, he, and he's working good counts. He's not chasing all the time. He is going after pitches early in counts to try to drive. Um, and then if, if he swings through it, he's able to usually get it back to a 2-2 count um, and, and, and kind of take advantage of some missed pitches by pitchers. But he's been great. Um, and they did what they needed to do today. They got a, obviously lucky late, but who cares? Like, that's baseball. They, they give them and they take them away. That's the sport. But other things about waking him up is obviously our two aces. Um, Aaron Ola I thought was good last night. I thought the velocity was back up, and you hope that he is now rounding the corner after it was a slow start to the season. And frankly, for me, I know what he did in Houston was great, but I thought tonight was Zach Wheeler's best start of the year. Uh, he only had one walk. He struck out seven, only allowed three hits. It was like, there's Zach Wheeler. Like, there's Zach Wheeler. 96, pitched through the seventh inning. Um, it was kind of just kick your feet up and bang, there goes wheels. Um, so... Uh, I, I really do view now the Dodgers and Red Sox series as wake-up calls for this team. And my second big takeaway is this one's been building for a while, but they've got to get Trey Turner going. I, I know that he is, has a 10-game hitting streak going right now, and that's all well and good. But at the same time, he's batting, I think, 250 during that. So it's not like, like – usually with a 10-game hit, game hitting streak – a guy's batting 350 to 400. He still isn't – it's like one hit a game. I think he has one multi-hit game during the entire hit streak. And what is really killing them right now is he is 6 for 33 this year with runners in scoring position. I know he had the walk in extras, which is good. I was proud of him. <laughs> Way to work a walk. Um, but 6 for 33 with runners in scoring position. And he's 2 for 19 in late and close situations. Um, now that's seventh inning or later, and I believe down by two runs at the most. Um, so in, in big spots, just not doing what they need him to do and what they paid him to do. So, um, the part of what is giving me hope with Trey Turner is that his numbers right now mirror pretty much exactly what he was doing in April and May of last year. 
And that was a year where he ended up with 20-some home runs, 100 RBI, and batted over 300. So uh, I fully expect a Trey Turner uh, bounce back beginning hopefully soon. But I just can't stop thinking about when they get Trey Turner back to being Trey Turner at the plate. They go Turner, Harper, Castellanos in the middle of a lineup. And hopefully June Schwarber shows up and he's great. And then you get JT. And then Boehm hopefully turns it around. And then Marsh continues to be pretty good. Uh, but really, that heart of the order, Turner, Harper, Castellanos, is just going to be a bear for pitchers to go through. So uh, you want to start. You want to keep looking for reasons to not throw in the towel on this baseball team. That lineup, when they get these guys going, is going to be downright scary. And I, I can't wait for it to happen, but I really hope it happens soon. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, leave in the game, all your takes on what you saw down at Citizens Bank Park today. Let's start it off with Dave in Maryland. What's happening, Davey? Hey, what's up, Jack? Uh, heading back from the game, drove up, uh, got some nice diving club seats today, and uh, great, great win. Uh, just good, just to see him battle the whole day. Sitting down there, Gosman was just flat out ridiculous. Uh, the the first inning he threw a split, I think to Schwarber, and it like that thing dropped like it dropped, you know, looked like three feet like in the last like ten feet to the plate. It was ridiculous. Uh, they were, lo- I mean, they were lost. You could see the looks on their on their faces in the box that they they just weren't hitting him. The the best thing that happened was he threw fifty in the first three, and they got his pitch count up where he was in a ninety six to hundred area, and Schneider took him out in the seventh, which was uh, you know good. Um, our pitching and uh, you know pitching was great today. Yep. Uh, Wheeler just looked fabulous, and then you know Castellanos was play out and right again. I, I don't know where that came from, but. <laughs> Wow, that was a heck of a catch. Yeah, and if it wasn't for the late game heroics, that's my play of the game. Like, that was a big spot. Matt Chapman drove the ball to the wall, would have made it a 2-0 game. And the way that Gosman was pitching and the way the the bullpen for the Blue Jays has been, it's probably over. So so Nick Castellanos, who before our eyes is turning into Nicky Gold Glove, um, it's it's been one of the more surprising uh, turnarounds I can remember in Philly sports day. Like, he is... Pretty good out there. His, his arm is still lollipopish, but when it comes to tracking a fly ball, I don't feel terrible when the ball's uh, going towards Nick Castellanos now. No, the the other thing with uh, the bat that he has in ninth inning, just Massive. you know, Fallon pitches off, Fallon pitches off, and and then just you know find a way. I mean, that, that's what tied the game there. I mean, you, he gets out there, and then Schwarber strikes out, and then you never know what happens. Him just grinding that. And th- those are at bats last year where that was three pitches in a cloud of dust, and he's he's walking back to the dugout. And I'm just ha- I'm happy for him just because he seems like you know just you know look at how he interacts with his son, and yep. he just seems like a genuine good like a good dude. Can be a little prickly, prickly obviously, but like you know I think last year was just I think you're you're seeing the, him as a person now and him as a player, and he, he's a Philly dude. He certainly is, Dave, and I appreciate the call and. Um, not only happy for him, but happy for us. I mean, we're getting back the the guy that we thought we were signing last year. Um, this is 2021-2019 Cub uh, Nick Cassianos, and he is just, you know, when he started to turn around, I think people were like, yeah, we'll see. Don't don't believe him yet. I believe in him. Like, I just I, – I flat out believe in him. I don't think this big swoon is coming. He's spitting on the right pitches. He's looking to launch on the right pitches. It's not just the little slap hits anymore that's – Causing his average to be higher, he's driving the baseball, and and again that bat that at bat in the in the ninth, 
That's something he's not even approaching last year. Um, now, I, I don't know if I can confirm or deny this, but I, I think the reason why the Phillies came out so slow today was that the, the midday show was in attendance. So, Jillio Hugh, uh, Kyle Quinn, they were all down there. So, maybe the Phillies were a little nervous with that being the first big outing for the new midday show. So um, I think we can chalk that up as just a, a slow start because of those guys being there. 2 and 5 5 9 2 It is the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. On the other side, we'll get to the player of the game and, frankly, the player that could be a, a really important piece for a little bit here. Who is it? We'll get to that, your phone calls, and a good injury update from Rob Thompson postgame. All that's coming up here on the final out. Oh, uh, 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 welcome back. It is the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. As always, the final out is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looked so good. Let's get to the player of the game. Brought to you by South Jersey Gas. Committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at SouthJerseyGas.com slash LoveMyHome. And the player of the game for me today, yes, I mean, Wheeler was great. The walk-off was great. But that doesn't happen if it's not for Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell pitched a scoreless top of the 10th, which it feels like in modern baseball with the, the zombie runner on second base is damn near impossible. Um, and being able to do that, I think, is, is a testament to how quality his stuff is looking right now. Like, um, Kimbrell was a guy that I was – Pretty out on when they signed him. Um, looked bad to start the season. Got on a, a good streak there in the middle of the you know first three weeks of the season. Was a disaster. Um, was that out in L.A.? And it felt like everyone was like, well, there it is. Craig Kimbrell, bad. I'm just saying, between touching 99 last night and then coming back today and still having that zip, generated a good amount of swing and miss, even with fastballs kind of down the, the middle or, or um, on the corners. And – had a good feel for that that slider curveball today. So, um, and with the injury to Jose Alvarado, now Rob Thompson did say post game that they got good news on it, and it was just a little bit of inflammation. Um, but they're still going to kind of be cautious with them. You have to be. I mean, this is a guy who early in the season has already pitched a ton of innings, um, and he's a guy that if you're going to stay in this thing and you're going to be hopefully coming down the stretch run trying to make a move here, he's the guy you're going to need. And I, Jose Alvarado's been great. And last year was great when he came back from the injury or when he came back from being sent down. But he ran out of gas in, in, the, in the LCS and, and in the World Series. He was great in game one of the World Series, but after that it was just like that's not the Jose Alvarado that we've seen for um, a good stretch here. So hopefully it's more precautionary. They'll shut him down for a little bit, give him a little bit of a break, and then get him back and get him rolling. But during the meantime, for however long that Jose Alvarado's out for, um, Soto, Kimbrell, and Sir Anthony are going to be taking down a majority of the late inning, um, you know, options for the Phillies. And uh, Soto, I think, is is been more good than bad. Obviously, his bad is really bad, but I, I think he, he he has shown some good quality stuff. Kimbrell, hopefully, you know, th- this uptick that we've seen the last two days continues. And Sir Anthony, I feel pretty good about. So in years past, losing a pitcher like Alvarado, I think, would have been a disaster. And while, yes, it still stinks, I don't think it's totally detrimental with Soto, Kimbrell, Sir Anthony still should be able to hold a good amount of leads. And then you factor in Bilotti's on his way back. 
And I know he's bad at the beginning of the year, but Bilotti was one of those guys last year that they trusted a lot. I mean, Bilotti was a guy that they relied on in, in a lot of spots last year. So hopefully the beginning of the season was just the workload from last year to tough time bouncing back. He um, took a bit of a break, and now we can get Andrew Bilotti back right. But the big addition now is going to be Matt Strom. You know, Matt Strom is now a, a guy you could factor in to some of the Alvarado roles. He probably won't close games. He, he, he finished out the game against the Red Sox on Sunday. But Matt Strom now... You have Soto and Strom that can get lefties out. So while losing Alvarado stinks, it, it feels good knowing that they do have quality options out there to where this thing won't fall apart. Um, and we can also see more Brogdon, who has been pretty good this year. So um, it stinks, but good update from Rob Thompson post game. Uh, seems more precautionary than anything. They got a good result on the MRI, so that is good news if you're the Phillies. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Maddie's in Wilmington. What's happening, Matt? Hey, Jack, coming back from the game, um, it was a mixed bag. Uh, there was a lot of good and some bad. I was super impressed with what I saw from every guy that stepped on the rubber today. Um, obviously, Gossin was just shut down. Yeah. Um, and that was that was going to be tough going into it. He's a great pitcher. But Wheeler looked fantastic. I agree. This was the best I had seen him. Um, he, like, Houston uh, considered as well. Like, this is just, I think, far and away his best game. Um, Kimbrell, again, yeah, you were right. Seeing this out of him, that velocity, zipping it in at 97 today, um, following a game he pitched last night, that's that says something. This isn't just like a fluke one inning deal. I think that this might be what we're looking at in terms of his velocity. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, as awful as losing Alvarado is, I mean, this makes it much more palatable. Um, yeah, and, so- and 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 the thing about his, his fastball today was it had that old classic Kimbrel like rise to it. Um, which I thought we'd seen a little bit of uh, maybe like a week and a half ago, and then it just fell apart out in L.A. Um, but I thought today was a, a really, really good sign and a good step in the right direction. And when you lose a guy like Alvarado with how shut down he is, it is nice having a guy who is the, uh, what, the active leader in saves. So um, hopefully he can keep this up and, and, and kind of keep this bullpen afloat. Yeah, and at the beginning of the year, like he was just not capable of locating off speed. And because his fastball velocity was so down, it just was a disaster. Um, and now he's able, he, both have been fixed. His velocity up, and now he's locating his off speed. So I, I see a lot of good from him. Um, yeah. On the other side, I, I don't know the exact number, but I looked up at the scoreboard in, in the 10th the inning, and I saw it was like combined 0 for 18 or 0 for 17, Marsh, Stott, Bohm, and Sosa. And, you know, like that's going to happen, you know, with your younger guys when you face pitchers of Gossman's caliber. But Bohm is the same guy that – that uh, destroyed Alcantara earlier this season. Like, I, I'm not. I think these these younger guys are capable of hitting any pitcher in the league, um, and it's just a little more concerning um, given Stott's numbers in May and, and Bohm's kind of slump um, that they're not really putting it together uh, when you need them to. And, and I'll even lump Turner in with that group. Obviously, he's had struggles, but there are just so many little black holes in this lineup that seem to pop up when you least. Uh, when they're least uh, convenient. Yeah, um, yeah, Matt, and I, and I appreciate the call, and, and you're right. Um, I guess my, my thing with the, the lineup is it's just very rare 
that everyone's hot at the same time. I think we have this um, this notion that that's something that happens a lot. It, it doesn't really happen. You know, some guys are hot, some guys are going to be cold. Hopefully, the cold guys can get a hit every once in a while and keep the train rolling. But um, in in the cases of Marsh, Stott, and Boehm, yeah, they definitely not as hot as they were at the beginning of the year. But at the same time, Harper's back. Cassianos has been good. JT's been good. And, and Schwarber, I, I hope, is coming around. So while the young guys got off to a hot start, the, the older guys did not. Now the old, older guys are starting to come back around, and now hopefully the younger guys can come along with them. I will say this, that I think Stott is still working good at bats. He wasn't great today. Didn't get the bunt down. Whatever. That's that 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 happens. Um, it's frustrating to watch, but whatever. I still think he's working good at bats. Um, and I still want to keep him at the top of the lineup regardless. I mean they've won three straight with it. Just just stick with it. Um Marsh smoked the ball last night for the double. That was a good sign. Hopefully he is coming back around. Um and, and Bohm the thing about Bohm is I yeah, it's been oh, uh I think since the the, it's been like he had a, a lot of home runs in the first felt like two weeks of the season and hasn't had one since. So he, it feels like he's kind of reverting back to the driving the ball into the ground thing. Whereas what made him so exciting in the off season and in the spring training and the beginning of the season was that he was finally lifting the ball. Um, so hopefully he kind of gets this thing righted and gets back to driving the baseball because that's what made the beginning of his season um, so exciting. But yeah, it, I just think that the young guys hopefully. We'll, we'll catch up to the old guys, and it'll be fine. Um, but there's no denying that they are in a bit of a downturn right now, and it happens. You know, the league saw what their adjustments were um, this offseason, and now they're adjusting back. So it's hap- it happens. Um, they're young hitters. They'll continue to develop, continue to grow, and hopefully it, within the next month they get back to being a lot more like we saw in the beginning of the season. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. On the other side, I'll run through all of your phone calls, but also – We'll look ahead to the Rocky series, uh, hopefully a get-right series, but going out there has not exactly been uh, the best thing for this team. Either way, we'll break that all down next here in the final out. And let me tell you about this, because FanDuel uh, is back always, and the NBA playoffs are here, and you can turn crossovers into cash with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Fritz right now and place a $5 bet, and you'll get an instant 150 bucks in bonus bets Win or lose. My parlay tonight. I feel pretty good about this one. Uh, Anthony Davis, 25-plus points. D'Angelo Russell, three threes. Clay Thompson, 25 points. And Jordan Poole, three threes. How many legs to that? It's only four legs. But 10 bucks pays out five hundo. Five hundo. So I can't wait to place that. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Fritz and sign up to get $150 in bonus bets when you bet your first five bucks. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. The pitch. Swung on, line to left field. Varsho came in. It's over his head. It goes to the wall. Harper's coming around third. He'll score. Into third is Castellanos. And JT ties it up with one out in the bottom of the ninth. It's a 1-1 game. How about that from JT? Welcome on back. It is the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. As always, the final out is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you. Here, uh, final segment here before handing things off to the rest of the night here on WIP. Um, 
And JT, I mean, maybe just don't throw a million sliders over and over again if you're if you're Jordan Romano. You know, maybe mix in a fastball. You got 96 in your back pocket. So, um, you know, just, just throw it once in a while. But still, uh, a good moment there, a good comeback win, a gritty comeback win. And, um, and one of those games that they need it. Like, it's okay to win ugly. You're never going to win. Not every baseball game has to be perfect. I thought last night was a good, solid, fundamental baseball win, regardless of the, the Sir Anthony miscommunication in the seventh and it becoming close. Like, I thought they played good, solid, fundamental baseball last night from the offensive side. Tonight was more ugly. A ton of strikeouts. But Kevin Gosman was also really good. And shout out to Kevin Gosman, who just admitted game that the Phillies have the deepest lineup in the NL. So, we take that. Um... But either way, like gritty wins like that, ugly wins, who cares? That's baseball. And th- it's going to happen to you, and it's going to happen against you. So this is one of those days where it helped them out, and they need that when you're one game under 500 and fighting to get back into this race. Blake is in Narberth on the final out. What's happening, Blake? Hey, Jack. As you just said, that was not the prettiest win. But after the way the homestand started against the Red Sox and coming off that bad series against the Dodgers, it looked like it could have been really catastrophic. But the finish with a winning homestand against a really deep Blue Jays lineup, one of the best teams in the AL, and against their top two pitchers, is something that this team should be proud of, and it's a good accomplishment. Totally. Um, And, you know, especially because it started off good. They went Houston, and then disaster against the the Dodgers. They, They got one against the hot Red Sox team. To finish out a tough stretch like that by taking two against two of the better pitchers in the AL, it's good. It's a, it's a good start for what has been a tough start of the year. And this win, it reminded me parts of it, like some of last year's team. They rallied around each other and lifted each other up, and they struggled early against Gosman. The shadows didn't help, but the team didn't give up. They kept fighting, and that's why they won. And it's whether it be Wheeler, his great outing, the bullpen, Trimble, of course, Castellanos, his great catch, really good at bat and then in the ninth, and then... Sosa continuing to run all the way, even when it looked like that double play was done. He continued to run and reminded me that Dodgers game where Muncy bobbled the ball. Yep. And of course, Sosa again in game one of the wild card against the Cardinals. Same type of play, diving head first just before the tag. And that was a good heads up play by Sosa to win this game. Yeah, it was. And, and it's funny because he slid the exact same way. Um, and, and shout out to Vladdy for making an inaccurate throw from 90 feet away. I mean, it hit a spot one time, Vladdy. Uh, what do you got on Bailey Falter, Blake? Yeah, so with the home stretch come, or excuse me, with the road series coming up, we never pitch well. We never do well in course field unless no. Johan Camargo is coming back, um, and he's not. Um, so I think that could be a tough series. Um, hopefully, we can win two there. But they skip Bailey's falter start in course field, and maybe that's a course field thing, or maybe they just don't have confidence in him. I'm not sure. But if Nick Nelson is healthy, the way Bailey Falter has pitched so far, and I was mildly confident in him coming in. He did well last year. The way he's pitched so far has been atrocious. Mm-hmm. And Nick Nelson, I'm not saying he's going to be Roy Halladay in his prime, but if Nick Nelson can give you five innings of three-run baseball, six innings, three-run baseball, that's better than what you're getting from Bailey Falter so far, who has been flat-out terrible. All right, Blake. Appreciate the call. Uh, apparently what they said, why they pushed the start back, is because they want to see if they can get an uptick in velocity with the extra rest. We'll see. I, I just think that – he has a better chance surviving in San Fran than he does uh, against the Rockies in Colorado. So I, I think that's kind of what it was. You know, Nick Nelson, you know, I like him as a long man. I think sometimes he's good. 
Uh, most of the times, I don't really trust him. Doesn't have the command I usually like to see from one of my starters. So, um, you know, hopefully uh, to come down to Nick Nelson or Bentley Falter sounds like a, a bad spot to be in. But um, hopefully Ranger comes back this weekend and kind of stabilizes it. Speaking of the probables this weekend, and they're going out to Colorado, which has been a, a house of horrors for this team. It just it just feels like they go out there and games just get ugly and they win, they lose ugly. Um, maybe it's making up for getting me through the plate boys and, uh, and helping them out with a tarp in 07, you know, it's all coming back to us. I mean, just a couple of September's in like 18 and 19 that I know I, I that Gilio was doing the final out and it was just like the most disappointing possible outcomes. It felt like it was always Colorado. I feel like it was always Velasquez in Colorado. That was just leading to just nightmares and the Philly season collapsing in front of my eyes. So uh, it has not been great going out to Colorado, um, but, you know, we know the Rockies aren't that great. Like we just, we, it's, it's, it's get rightable. It should be get rightable. Hopefully they go out and do the proper things they need. They have an off day, so they, it's not like they're flying out today. Got to play tomorrow. They get a day to acclimate to it all. Whatever, but uh, there's no time to take a step back after what was a good two game series over the Blue Jays. They face uh, so it's Taiwan Walker on Friday versus Gomber. Um, you know Taiwan Walker. It seemed like they might have found something there that could work with the amount of splitters he was throwing. We saw how much the splitters working for Kevin Gosman today. They, they told Tylen Walker before his last start, hey, we're, we're going to start throwing that splitter all the time. Um, so that could be their, their new plan there. Hopefully he stays healthy. A lot of splitters just uh, usually leads to some injury concern, but whatever. Um, Walker comes, uh, hopefully can kind of right the ship here and become someone you can rely on rather than dread uh, the starting a game. Ranger makes his return on Saturday, which I can't wait for. I can't wait to see Ranger again. Try not to go into it with too big of, of expectations, but... Uh, Ranger's a guy who I think that when he gets back and when he gets rolling, I, it's just going to be, especially with a pitch clock, especially with how fast he works, I feel like he's going to have one of those hour and 45-minute complete games. I feel like consistently he's going to get them in the 6th, 7th, and he's going to give this bullpen a bit of a rest. He's traditionally had a rubber arm, so I hope he gets back to that. But either way, Ranger cannot wait for him to get back on the mound for this team. They need him. Like, they need Ranger back. Uh, he's going up against uh, Feltner, who dominated the Phillies here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, so hopefully they can kind of get get him back um, on Saturday night, and then on Sunday we got Nola versus Kyle Freeland. So Walker Ranger Nola should give you a chance to go at least take two of three out in Colorado, but <laughs> we know how those games traditionally go. So uh, I just have a definitely have a little bit of a fear of of Nola on Sunday with this series being split one one. But regardless, no negative thoughts. It took two straight from the Blue Jays. Uh, Josh is in Voorhees. What's happening, Josh? Hey, Jack. What's up? What's up, brother? What do you got for me? I just want to say thank God for the pitch clock because uh, I was at the game and the first couple, the first seven, eight innings, very boring. Uh, but thank God for the pitch clock. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the pitch clock kept that game moving along. Um, and ultimately, like, Gosman was in such a rhythm. I'm not even sure the pitch clock. He was it, it, Pitch clock or not, he was getting it and going. So whatever. But, yes, it was definitely a quick game. I said it was going to be a one nothing game. I thought Wheeler and Gosman were both going to go at it, and they did. They did just that. Uh, great outing by Wheeler. You know, he had a James Harden esque game, and uh, it was really great to see finally. You know, another another great start for Wheeler. Yeah, and 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 hopefully the the Red Sox start where 
they had the unfortunate incident in the first inning that had a 10-minute delay. Maybe that got him off of a rhythm, um, and he would have been pretty good that night. But either way, two out of the last three starts against a Blue Jays lineup that's really good, even though Springer wasn't in him today, um, and an Astros lineup that is pretty good, is, is hopefully continued steps in the right direction for Zach Wheeler. For sure, for sure. And you, you, said it, you said it great. You know, Winning both games with you know, Gosman and Manoa on the mound, those are the two uh, Blue Jays' aces, and, and we won. So uh, it, it's definitely two big wins. And uh, you said that the player of the game was Craig Kimbrell. Obviously, you can make a case for uh, Zach Wheeler being the player of the yeah. game. But, but Nick Castellanos, you know, dark horse for that player of the game today. He uh, had that big catch, obviously saved the run um, in the middle innings, and had that big hit in uh, the later innings to uh, move up the runners and, and, and get that tying base on her home. So Nick Castellanos, I mean, it's, he's having a great year, and it's, it's great to see. Yeah, Josh, I appreciate the call. I mean, Nick Castellanos, MVP of the team right now. He had a stolen base today, his first of the year. What can he do? What can't Nick Castellanos do? He's making great plays in right field, hitting the ball out of the ballpark, hitting over 300, whatever. The guy's a machine. Now he, just, he, he lays off pitches. Man, this is exactly who we thought we were getting, except with good defense this time. So uh, shout out to Casty, shout out to the Phils. Big comeback win today, um, and, and one they needed. I don't care how ugly it, it is. You, you take those anytime you can get them. That's going to do it for me here on the final out. Obviously, I will be back tomorrow with Marks and Reese, and then Friday night I'll get you set with leading off heading into Phil's Rockies. Nick Earnshaw produced this, this portion of the program. Tom Kelly, TK, is on to lift your spirits coming up next here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.